But I'm going to share again on response. And um, I believe these kind of messages here, I know that they they can stir us up in so many ways, but to help us, um, we all need to know how to respond to things in life because we face things in life or we deal with life, we deal with people, we deal with circumstances, and um, we need to know how to respond to the circumstances of life. And and really, we've been continuing on really talking on suffering under glory, but I've stopped at this point for a bit, and I'm just going to take my time over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll definitely do it tonight. Next week, I'll see what happens after that, but um, I will continue on talking about the glory um, in a few weeks' time anyway, because that's where God's taken us to. We talked about facing trials, but I'm telling you, God will give you double for your trouble. So we, uh, yeah, that's something that we have to believe. And when we face situations, the Bible says that the Spirit of God rests on us. And when you go through things, that's where you position yourself, because God can lift you up. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Well, part of humbling is um, to respond the way God said to do it. But sometimes we just have to humble ourselves and say, God, well, you obviously know what you're talking about. So we'll do it your way. And when you humble yourself under God, you're positioned right for God to lift you up. I mean, you know, God wants to exalt us. I don't mean exalt us in a prideful way. But when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God lifts you up. That's what the Bible says. God will exalt you. God will take you from where you are now to where he desires you to be. But it's all about positioning and getting yourself in his lane, so to speak, and letting God fast track your life and getting you to where you need to be. Um, But we have been talking about response. Um, We talked, first of all, about about, um, your response as a witness. And we talked about about that aspect of it. The first thing really we said was do not lose sight of your mission. And how we respond affects our witness. We looked at that the other week and that we are to do the work of an evangelist. Not all of us are evangelists, but all of us are witnessing for Jesus. And all of us are a walking billboard for Jesus. So that's part of our response and it's it's important. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And then last week we talked about do not lose your joy or your praise. Praise is a response. And praise is a proper response no matter what we face. That's why the Bible says praise the Lord at all times. All times includes good times, bad times. All times are whenever there's times of great peace outwardly I'm talking about. And then when there's times of, do you know what, all hell breaks loose, you can still praise God. Why? Because God's good. And when you get your eyes on him, you get your eyes off your problems, you get your eyes onto your answer. And I tell you, you're again, you're positioned right in God. Amen. Um, I want to look tonight at the next one. And that is, I'm going to talk about, this is a proper way to respond, to respond in love, to bless, okay, to do good, and to pray. This is all towards people. So these are responses here. And I want to look at this here tonight, but let let me just start off talking about this here. You know, because we often talk about, you know, turn the other cheek. And um, that's a true aspect of the move of God, okay? But I want to I try and bring a wee bit of balance to that as well as we're looking at this tonight, just before we get into those scriptures. But you know what? If, uh, you would never make a champion boxer turning the other cheek, okay? You know, and many of you know that there are sometimes Christians can become passive. Many know Christians can, can lose their aggression in life. Yeah. can lose their aggression to go out and, you know, be all God's called them to be. They can be so passive that they're not even moving forward. Um, I've, I've known Christians over the years that won't play sports because they think that you're losing your witness. 
if you play sports. I, I've known there's a couple of great footballers out there, and on, on the pitch, I tell you, they're an animal. But that doesn't mean to say they're a bad person. It's just they're playing a game, and when they're on the pitch, that ball is up for grabs, and they're going after that ball. On the football pitch is not a time to turn the other cheek. Okay? In a boxing ring is not the time to turn the other cheek. And um, when it talks about turning the other cheek, I'll bring this up here in a second, but that's not talking about in our everyday life like that. It's talking actually about when we set out to promote the gospel, and when we face that opposition. If people come against you for preaching the gospel, that's not a time to be aggressive. Amen? That's a time to give way. Because it's part of our witness that we talked about earlier. But there's a time also where you'd, you know, if you're in the boxing ring and, and you know, somebody hits you on the cheek, turn your cheek and then come back with a right hook and knock them down. I, I've known people over the years that wouldn't even play sports, wouldn't do contact sports, wouldn't do things like that. Or as a Christian, I've done it myself whenever I got saved. I, I, you know, I, I didn't know the difference that, you know what I mean, when you're playing a sport, you can actually play it and enjoy it. And you know, how many know you can play a sport and you can be um, all you need to be on the pitch, but that doesn't mean to say that whenever the whistle's blown that you stay in that place. You're just you're, you're focused on winning. And there's nothing wrong with winning, and there's nothing wrong with being competitive, okay? Um, I'll just throw it out. I'll talk about this here in a second, okay? But when it talks about turning the other cheek, and it talks about blessing, and praying for people, even when the treat is wrong, and all of those kind of things, here's a great response. And I've, I've applied this to my life over the years. I've done a series a few years ago. Actually, I put a series together a few years ago, and I've never preached it, but it was all about this. And um, I will preach it at some stage. But it says here, look, um, God always knows best. That's a great attitude to develop in life. To develop an attitude that God knows best. And then here's another one. God always has your best interests at heart. No matter what you face in life, it's great to know that God knows best. And when I talk here in a minute, when we get to it about, you know, turning the other cheek and all of those kind of things... When God speaks like that, let me tell you, we, we need to put it in our thinking, God knows best. And you can apply that to any area of your life. If God tells us not to do a certain thing, it's because he knows better than us. And it's actually a step of faith to trust him. And say, God, well, obviously, you know what you talk, you're talking about, and, and you said you love me. And you said you have my best interests at heart, so you wouldn't do anything to hurt me. So if you tell me something, I have to put faith in the fact that it's for my good. It is not for my destruction. And so when we talk about this in a second, that's a great way to start out talking it. But um, here's in, in, in Matthew 5, where it talks about this turn the other cheek and stuff. Let's just look how it starts off here. It says, Matthew 5, verse 10, it says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for what? For righteousness' sake. Mark is here down. This chapter is talking about promoting the gospel. Okay? This is what it's talking about. So when you're out there promoting the gospel and you face opposition, these scriptures apply to that situation, okay? They are not talking about other things. It is not talking about if somebody broke into your house. That's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about if somebody attacked your family. That's not what it's talking about. Somebody attacks my family, I am not going to turn the other cheek. Okay, because I'm not promoting the gospel at that present moment in time. Do you understand what I'm saying? They invaded my space, 
They invaded my family. If someone came to put a hand on any of my kids, I'm not going to stand there in a passive manner. I have a baseball bat at the side of my bed, and it will be used, okay? And it will be applied with ample force, okay? Some people don't like that, but you know what? This is not talking about that kind of a situation. If somebody comes and breaks into your house, I'm not talking about kill somebody or something like that. If, you ha- if it did come down to it, somebody came with a gun and you took them out, they shouldn't have been in your house with a gun. It's invading your space. Does that make sense? Yeah? So this isn't talking about that situation. As some Christians are so passive, they let everything just walk out of their life. They let the blessings of God walk out of their life because they're passive. They're not aggressive. And I don't mean aggressive in an angry way where we're running around, you know, angry all the time. You can be aggressive and just take your stand. And whenever the promises of God, would you know what God has for you? Take your stand in them and do not move off them. The Bible says, having done all to stand, stand. But you don't, you don't win that fight in your strength. You win it in his strength. And you're not fighting for a victory. You're fighting from one. Amen. So it's not about, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to win. No, no, I'm, I'm standing there and taking a hold of what God has already won for me. And I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to hold on to it and I'm not going to back off. Amen. Now, here's, here's what it's saying here. It says, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. For what? For my sake. So you have to put things in in context. When this is talking about turning the other cheek, what it's talking about is when you're out there promoting the gospel, if people get in your face, if people come and say, I don't believe in your Jesus, don't revile them. When people persecute you, don't persecute back. Just stand and say, I love you. And it wouldn't even matter the spat in your face. Wipe it off and say, he still loves you. Because now you're promoting the gospel. But when people attack you, or if somebody came and tried to rob you, or rob from your family, or stuff like that, that is not a time to just stand there and let people walk all over your life. Amen? So you have to find the balance in this thing. Here's, here's a couple of things I've wrote up here. This is not talking about sports. That's what I'm saying there. You see, sometimes people said, you know what, oh, you couldn't get in a boxing ring and hit somebody. You know what, that's, that's not sure in love. Yeah, I'm telling you, two boxers get in a ring off their own free will. They're not out in the middle of the street brawling. They get in there off their own free will. If somebody wants to get in a ring and fight each other, that's okay. It doesn't mean they're a mean person. It just means they are, that's where their, their sport is. Um, and, you know, some people disagree or whatever, but I'm just saying in sport it could be anything. You know, in business it's the same. Many of you know sometimes in business you have to sack somebody. Yeah? you know if somebody comes in and, and does everything wrong you just can't go there passively and say you know what you know what I, I forgive you and you can stay here and you come in come in whatever time you want and you know what it doesn't matter what you steal from me or whatever there's in business this is not talking about you promoting the gospel this is talking about you running a business and if somebody's stealing from you there's a right place where you can sit down but you do it in love and you say look I love you and you know what, I've been good enough to give you a job, but you've been stealing from me. Or I can't rely on you. And I'm trying my best to work with you. But you know what, I'm going to give you an all week. And then I might have to let you go. But I'm not doing this out of mean attitude. It's actually you're the one that's not going along with the flow here. So many you know in business, sometimes you have to sack people. Yeah. Um, here's another one. It's not talking about church authority. Many know sometimes in church, there's 
a certain amount of discipline in church as well. We know there was a man in church and he was committing incest with his stepmother and the church had to put him out. But you know, the Bible says they still put him out in love. And they still treated him right as, you know, they didn't treat him. They, they treated him, they says they treat him as an, un, an unbeliever. But many know you love, this, you love the world as well. But what it's just saying, he didn't have the privileges that he had once before. And when he changed, Paul said, bring him back in. So there's nothing wrong with disciplining people. That's what I'm saying. Some people go to the extreme. Where the, you know what I mean? They're turning the other cheeks so much that values are coming down and things are, are going away. And do you understand what I'm saying? Um, here's another one. It's not talking about civil authority. How I many of you know that there's a lot of evil in this world? I many, I many know there's a lot of criminals in this world and there's a lot of people out doing things. Let me tell you, there's an awful lot of shootings going on at the minute. Uh, I mean, you know, um, the police and the soldiers and different things. Do you know what? If they're going to combat evil, they have to be well equipped to be able to do it. So this isn't talking about protecting. This isn't talking about keeping law and order here, turning the other cheek. This is talking about when you're out there sharing the gospel. And you know, it's like if somebody came in here tonight and they came up to me and they punched me in the face for me preaching Jesus. Well, that is not a time for me to retaliate. Amen. It'll put me to the test. <laughs> but you know what? The right response is to say, do you know what? I still love you. I still love you. Have you ever seen the film um, The Cross and the Switchblade? And you see um, Nicky Cruz there and um, David Wilkerson. And you see how he responded to those guys. How did he keep responding? In love. In love. He just kept giving them love and love and love. And do you know what? God broke, broke through. But do you know what did it? Their attitude, their response, well, Nick, well um, David Wilkerson's his response, it was different that it messed, Nick, messed, uh, messed, messed, am I saying that right? Yeah. Messed Nicky Cruz's mind up. There's a part in the film where um, Nicky Cruz basically says, I'll cut you into little pieces. And David Wilkerson turned around and says, and every one of those people, pieces will be telling you Jesus loves you. I tell you, it broke that man's heart, and that man ended up giving his life to the Lord. You know what? That's, that's promoting the gospel. Amen? That's where you turn the other cheek. Um, another one here is, um, it's not talking about authority in the home. Many of those times you have to tell your kids, no. Amen? Many times there's times you have to discipline your kids. So it's not saying, you know what, oh, just, just walk in love. Like an like airy-furry kind of an attitude. I tell you, when I have to crack my kids, I still go and put my arm around them. I do it different. I still full of grace. It's still full of love. It's still full of mercy. They know that they're my kids. And I still tell them that I love you. And it hurts me to correct you. And I love you. I love you so much. May you know whom the Lord loves, he cracks. You know, he, he still deals with us. And he does it in love, okay? So you can do all of these things and have a right response. Um, and it's not talking about um, defending yourself or protecting your family, okay? Um, here's, here's a couple of things here, just a couple of quick, quick scriptures just to go along with this. Um, Jesus answered, here's a couple of opposite kind of scriptures in this to turn the other cheek, okay? Jesus answered and said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants, what? Fight. Do you know that in, in, in a country, a country has to have law and order? So, you know what, if a person works in security forces or whatever, you know what, they need to, 
They need to stand up and sometimes you have to take on things and you have to fight. And you have to, yeah, sometimes you have to get heavy handed to a degree, you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying, you were, whatever evil's coming, you have to meet it with the same force at least, and greater to be able to overcome it, okay? So it's saying here, then would my servants fight, um, that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from thence. Let me, let me say this here as well, do you know what you have? For us, when we're sharing the gospel, do you know what really we're doing? We're preaching another kingdom in kingdoms all around the world. So our job is not to go around fighting and, uh, and forcing this kingdom. Do you know what? We don't, we don't spread the gospel with a sword. We spread the gospel with a tongue, that kind of sword, okay? The, we, we, the word of God is the, the, the sword of the spirit. That's how we do it. We do it inside kingdoms all over the world. And we don't come in there trying to take over kingdoms and all of that. That's why the Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. And you can go in and use, you know what I mean? You, you do, when you go in, no matter what custom you're in, you're honored. No matter what um, country you're in, you're honored. You give a certain amount of honor to whatever country you're in. And then what you do is you go about just spreading the gospel. And let God change people's lives. But we're not in a physical kingdom. But we still live in a physical kingdom as well. And you know what? When people are in, in um, the police or, or, um, or the guards down south or whether they're in um, um, the, uh, the, the army or whatever, then you take on a, a, a security role. Does that make sense? And if you're, if you're, if you're in a kingdom... That's why Jesus never, um, never told the centurion and stuff, you know, go and lay down your sword. <laughs> he didn't rebuke him. Why? Because he was doing a job within a kingdom. But our kingdom's not a physical kingdom. Our kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. So we don't fight it that way. So when we're promoting the gospel, we're not out there trying to spread the gospel with a sword. Okay? Um, so when it comes to the gospel, that's not how we spread it. When we come to the gospel, we, we, we come into countries, we honor the countries that we're in, and we just go about preaching the gospel. That's the way we're meant to do it. Amen? Um, and look at this, it says, And he said unto them, When I sent you without a purse and script and shoes, lack ye anything? And they said, Nothing. Do you remember Jesus sent out the disciples, and he told them to leave everything behind and just go and preach the gospel? Okay? Then it says here, Then he said unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it. And likewise a script, and he that has no sword, okay, let him sell his garment and what? And buy one. Okay? So there's a different approach here. Now, this is just before Jesus went to the cross. Um, and um, before he went to the cross, you remember the disciples always were with Jesus and they were always protected. But you know, when he went to the cross and for that period of days, Jesus told them, go and get a sword. Okay? And, and again, this wasn't heavy-handed. This is for to look after yourself, to protect yourself. Okay? It's like having a baseball bat. Or really, today, but in those terms, it would probably be stronger. But look what it says here. For I say unto you that, that, it, that it is written... Um, sorry. For I say unto you that this, that this that is written must be accomplished in me. And it says, and he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me um, have an end. And then here at the bottom it says, and they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. Do you know what they had swords? <laughs> here are two swords, and he said unto them, that's enough. So he wasn't saying, you know what, go and arm yourself to help. Why? Because Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. Mm -hmm. What he's basically saying here is this is for protection. 
This isn't for spreading the gospel. This is just for protecting yourself. Now, let me say this here off of this. There's no, there's no um, scriptural basis where Jesus ever had a sword or used a sword, okay? And I'll say something else. There's no, uh, there's no scriptural basis in the, from here on where it shows the disciples using the sword apart from Peter in a second. But you don't see it in Acts where they were using the sword. They didn't spread a gospel with a sword. They didn't go around. What they did was, as I said earlier, they were spreading a kingdom that is not of this world in this world. And what they would do is they would go in and they would start preaching. That's how the gospel is spread. The gospel is not spread with a sword. Okay? There is religions on the world that do that. But our religion is not the spread, as you understand religion in that terms, the gospel with a sword. We are not spreading our message with a sword. Amen? I tell you, we've all of heaven back in us. So when we go and preach, we've heaven back in us and signs and wonders and miracles start to happen, okay? But I just want you to see there that Jesus did tell them to buy a sword. So it's a different, you know what I mean? There's one aspect of saying turn the other cheek and the other aspect of saying you can have a sword. But when you turn the other cheek, it's talking about in promoting the gospel, okay? Um, here was where Peter drew a sword. And you know this where he drew a sword, and not read all through us here, and he chopped off your man's ear. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus put it back on, okay? And look at what Jesus said. Put it, put it, uh, Jesus said unto him, put up again thy sword into thy place, into here at the bottom. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. That's talking about capital punishment. Do you know what? If you run around, it's like here in, in any country, you pull out a gun, I tell you, and the security forces are there and they are equipped, you may, there's a good chance you're going to be taken out. Okay, when you pull a gun to fire, you're going to be taken out. And when Peter pulled out the sword, Jesus actually held them out here because he cut off the ear of the, um, the high priest's servant. And really, he could have been killed as a result but you know, what, you know what Jesus did? He stuck his ear back on. And they were definitely not going to say that Jesus healed anybody. So Jesus helped Peter out a lot here. And what Jesus is basically saying here is this. The sword is not for this kind of action. Okay? That's not what it's for, Peter. It's not for. Jesus said, stick your sword back and it's sheathed. That is not what the sword... I didn't say to get a sword to go and chop people's ears off. That's not what it's for. It's just like for us. You can protect if somebody invades your space, if somebody broke into your home. Or do you know what? If you were walking home some night and someone attacked you or whatever, there's nothing wrong with using self-defense or learning self-defense or learning any of those things and putting someone to the ground because you're not at that time spreading the gospel. That's somebody attacking you. Does that make sense? There's a lot of balance to this. But when you're out there preaching the gospel and sharing the gospel, if we're out here in the street sharing the gospel with somebody and someone got in our face or whatever and really give us a hard time, that is not a time to punch somebody. That's a time to let that person know there's a God that loves you. And I tell you, when, if they did respond negatively and you respond in a positive manner, it's going to mess them up on the inside because for the first time in their life, they're probably not getting what they deserve. And here's the reality. If it, Jesus didn't give us what we deserved. What did he give us? He gave us undeserved favor. And when we love others with that kind of love, I tell you, it changes people's hearts. So when we're advancing the gospel, turn the other cheek. You're boxing, playing football, get stuck in. And don't feel guilty as in, I can't go out there. Or what if I made a tackle and I hurt somebody? Everybody steps on a football pitch, knows there's a possibility somebody's going to get hurt. Everybody got in there of their own free will. And, they got, and most times, nobody's going to get hurt. Uh-huh. Hope that helps. Yeah. And, and, and 
You know, it's hard to put a clear line and say this or that, but I'm just saying there's scriptures talk about turning the other cheek, and then there's other scriptures where it says don't be, don't lay down. Don't let somebody come and take your property away. Or, you know, if you need to stand up for yourself, stand up for yourself always in love. You still have to do it in the right manner. Um, let me see what I want to read down here. Um, it's the same thing. Um, praise God, we're, we're the year. Let me just look here. Here's back to talking about turning the other cheek and stuff like that. Let's just read through these here quick enough. But I'm just showing these are positive response, okay? To respond in love is a positive response. And it's how we, we should be known for love. You know, it, it, the Bible say out there is how the world would know us. For love. The love that we have that's among us. Because God has changed their lives. God, is, God ministers to people's lives from all different backgrounds all different ages and we're all part of the family of God and I tell you people when they see genuine love it's such a witness it really is look what it says here verse 38 and it says and have you heard that it has been said look at this an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth again this was in the context of this where he said turn the other cheek but what he's talking about is when you're promoting the kingdom of God and you're doing it for his name's sake but Jesus said you've heard it been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but I say unto you that you resist not even this is talking about outdoing in the kingdom work. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if a man sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy coat also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. And it says, Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not away. This is talking about advancing the kingdom. And as we're advancing the kingdom, I tell you, we just, when things happen, just yield. Not yield to it as in, do you know what I mean? We're passive. I'll show you in a moment. We're, really, who we're yielding to is God. And what we're saying is, God, I'm giving this all to you. And I give everything over to you. And it really is, uh, I mightn't get to it here in a minute, but uh, what I'm trying to show is, and uh, get to is that this is really a trust. I tell you, when people treat you wrong and you treat them right, you're trusting God. And what you're doing is you're saying, God, I'm trusting you that you're going to work all things together for good. God, I know that I, and you told me to do this. And you give me the ability to do it because you love me whenever I, I, I didn't deserve to be loved. And you love me. And now you've loved me with that kind of love. Now with that kind of love, I can love others. I can love others. You know, when you let God love you at your worst, it, it allows you to love others at their worst. It allows you to love people. Do you know what? We all, you know, I'm sure at one stage in our lives weren't like you know following after Jesus wall of our heart and maybe we said a lot of things about Christians and stuff and different things ourselves but I tell you God was still faithful and God was still loving and thank God for the Christians who still shared the love of God with us and the people in our lives I, I remember um, Samuel you know because I've known Samuel m- most of my life and I remember Samuel you know sitting down talking to me about Jesus when I was a young fella and no matter what I would throw up Samuel would just tell me about the love of God and tell me how much Jesus changed his life and I was only a young fella but it stuck with me it stuck with me thank God he didn't respond the way I was talking but he always kept showing mercy and love and it stuck with me and um, it says here and you have heard that it has been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy look at this but I say unto you look at this love your enemies so you can have people come against you but what's our response love do you know what's a proper response if people hate you we don't have to hate back 
People hate us. How do we respond back? With love. Remember I said last week, it's like tennis. You know, the, the ball comes across to you of hatred. Well, you battle love back. And when they're throwing all one after you, battle love back again. And they call you Holy Joe, battle back again. And just keep showing love. Because you never know when that's going to change somebody's life. Because people expect to get what they deserve. But God wins us over with his goodness. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Amen. Um, And then it says here, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And it says, and pray for them that despitefully use you. Amen. It's telling us here to do this. Do you know why? Here's what it really comes down to. This is how God acts. And that's what he goes on to say. This is how God acts. How did God treat us? Wouldn't matter what we said to God, God still give us his love. It didn't matter. Do you know why? Because he loved us. And this is how he won us. And really what it's telling us here, our proper response is love, to bless, to do good to people, and to pray for them. Amen? That's, that's, a, that's a great response. But really what we're doing is we're following in Jesus' footsteps. Because this is how Jesus acted. Look at how Jesus acted on the cross. It says, for even here unto you are called, because Christ also suffered for us. Look at this. Leaving us what? An example. That we should follow in his footsteps. Do you know, we, we don't have to think about how are we going to respond. We just need to follow him. And he's left us prints that whenever things happen to us, we can go, well, I know what Jesus would do. Here's what Jesus would do. And you step into his footprint. And when you're walking in his footprints, you're going, God's going to bring you to where you need to be. Amen? But again, this is a, this is a trust. It says of Jesus, look at us here, he did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. But when he was reviled, reviled means to criticize in an abusive or angrily insulting manner. Do you know that people abused Jesus constantly with their mouths? The religious were always saying stuff to him. And then at the end of his life, you see the abuse that he got. But when he was reviled, the Bible says, he didn't revile back. He didn't give as good as he got, in other words. When it came to him, he yielded every single time. And it says here, when he uh, 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 reviled not again, when, he's, uh, when he suffered, he threatened not. But here's the trust aspect here, Luke. But committed himself to him that judges righteously. Do you know, we're not being silly when we respond in this manner. Do you know what it is? We're saying, God, I trust you. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. You see everything. And you see my heart. And God, even whenever I'm not being treated right, even whenever people speak wrong about me or misuse me or things have happened to me, the persecution that comes, the suffering that comes, God, you see it all. And I'm not going to respond the way the flesh wants to respond. I'm going to yield myself to you, Lord God, and I'm going to respond just like Jesus because you give me footsteps of how... How to respond. When Jesus was on the cross and they were shouting abusive things and sticking him on the cross, Jesus turned around and said, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't respond the way he was treated. Let me tell you, you are not responsible for how people treat you, but you are responsible how you respond. 
Amen. You, you are not respect. You have no control over how other people treat you or what other people say to you or say about you. But you are responsible for how you treat people. You're responsible for your actions, not other people's actions. And sometimes we say, but they said or they did or whatever. But you know, here's the reality of it. We're not responsible for how people treat us. We're only responsible for how we treat them. So people, I'm telling you, I've been treated bad in my lifetime. I've had people say things about me that haven't been true. And, you know, I've learned something. I've learned that you don't even have to defend yourself. Huh? I've learned that you can give it. To, I'm not saying if the opportunity arises where you can put the cards on the table and sort things out. But that doesn't always happen. But I've learned this, that if you give it to God, God will sort it out. Yeah. Amen? God will sort it out. And God has a wonderful way of getting you to where you're meant to be. Amen? Amen? He'll get you there. And people can say whatever they want, but God will get you there and you just give it to him and trust him. That's a step of faith. It's a step of faith not to try and take somebody's hide off them because they're ripping stripes out of you, you understand? It's a step of faith to say, God, I'm going to walk in love. And I'm going to do the right thing. Even if it hurts me at this present moment in time, I'm still going to walk in love. And it's, many know sometimes doing the right thing can be a lonely place. Sometimes it can be a hurting place. Sometimes you can be thinking, God, does anyone ever see? Does that? But you know what? Um, it's not about what other people see. You just look to the one who can sort it out. God can sort things out. And time changes a lot of things. Amen? Changes a lot of things. Um, says here, bless them which persecute you. Again, here's in Romans 12. Bless and curse not. Um, just let me throw this in here just for, for a second. Um, Romans 12 here talks about this. But you know in Romans 13, just that we talked about earlier, do you know it talks about um, governments? And it talks about that, do you know what I mean, um, the order of the land? That do you know what I mean? If you do the wrong thing, the Bible says that, that the government have a sword and they burn out the sword in vain. And actually says that they're God's ministers. So if somebody worked, you know what I mean, in running a country... You have to protect it. And yet there's sometimes you have to, yeah, you know, if someone's a judge or whatever, they have to send sentences. That's not a time to turn the other cheek. Yet you don't want to do it. You don't want to send somebody. But you know what? If somebody's done wrong, you have to keep law and order. That's in a country. But before all of that, it talks here about how we live in our everyday life advancing the gospel how we live when people treat us wrong how we live when people get in our face but in a government manner that's a different thing um, you, 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 you sort out evil and the Bible says that if you, go, if you do the wrong thing now you know that there's a government you might have to stand up if you do the wrong thing but that's okay in that manner but when people come against you and people persecute you for being a Christian and for righteousness sake and because you're a believer in Jesus, when they persecute you, you bless them. Amen? When they curse you, you bless them. When they say wrong things to you, don't give as good as you get. Act like Jesus. Amen? Um, it says, um, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, weep with them that weep, but of the same, or be of the same mind one towards another. Um, it says, mind not high things, but consent to men of low estate. It says, be not wise in your own conceits. In other words, this is what it's letting us know here. Don't do things in our own thinking. Be smart enough to trust God. Like I said at the beginning, trust God. God has your best interests at heart. God knows best. He's been around a long time, and he knows how this works. 
Amen. Um, verse um, 17, look, recompense no, uh, to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men, but if it be impossible, as much as lies in you, live peaceably with all men. I mean, you know, there are some people who won't live peaceably with you no matter what you do. But it's still our responsibility to live peaceable with all men. And even if it comes to a stage where people say, I don't want anything to do with you, you make sure you've done everything that you can do to that stage to where you're not washing your hands off them, they're washing their hands off you. Do you understand? That's what it's saying. As much as is in you, live peaceably with, with people. Um, boys, these are practical messages, aren't they? Huh? Very practical. Um, look here, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. That's, that's a powerful scripture, isn't it? Avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. But don't, don't try to, don't, in other words, what it's saying is don't you try and fix it. When people come against you, don't you try and fix it. And don't you get into, I'll tell you what I think of you, I'll give you a piece of my mind. You said that about me, every time they'll be angry, you just go, bless you. I know it's easy to preach it, okay? <laughs> but there's only, let me say this here, you can't do this in your own ability. May you know the flesh doesn't want to do this. It's faith. It is faith. It's a step of faith. I'll tell you something else. It's allowing God to just fill you with his love because you cannot do it with, with natural love. You can only do this with supernatural love. To where you, you see over and over again how much God loves you and what Jesus has done for you. And, you know, that's why the Bible says, you know, we forgive as we have been forgiven. Do you know what gives us the power to forgive? Realizing how much we've been forgiven. It energizes us and allows us to forgive others. We can't do it with our own ability. It all comes back to seeing Jesus. That's why we walk in his steps. Go and look to him, see how he responded. But, again, it says here, avenge not yourself. Um, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if thine ang- an enemy, or if thine enemy hunger, what should we do? Feed him. If he thirsts, give him the drink. If it's lashing rain and you drive past him, you want to lift? Huh? What about that one? I think that's practical, isn't it? If, if, you know, if you're standing in queue and they're in front of you and uh, the, what do you call it, and they went, oh, I'm, I'm short of favour, pay for it. Huh? Pay for it and say, do you know what? Just, and they'll be, no, no, no. And just say, no, oh, just, just want to bless you. And they know what they've said about you and all the rest of it. You go and you say, I want to bless you. You know what that does? That just is, it just shows the love of God. It reveals a lot. <laughs> um, who's saying hurry up and hurry up and close? <laughs> um, look at this here. Um, one more scripture, I think, and then I'm closing. It says, "For in, look at this. For in so doing, what happens is you heap coals of fire on their head." <laughs> Do you, do you know, every time you respond in love, it's, it's just that batting it back every single time. It's like, when we, I tell you, it's like if you would look at um, strife and bitterness and all of those kind of things as a hot potato, you wouldn't hold on to it. Do you know what I mean? You would be, oh, throw it back. And that's the way we should always be, throw it back in love. 
And I tell you, what, what, what happens is it, it heaps coals of fire in their head. We're just, it, it's like, it's, it puts it, the emphasis over and it starts messing with people's heads. As to why do they treat me right? Even though I treat them wrong. You know, I, I know what it's like to work on like building sites and stuff like that in factories. And the stuff that was said to me in factories and in building sites, especially in building sites, because many times you get a lot of guys and they're just raws ropes. Just raws ropes, you know what I mean? Just the real people. And I always love working on the building site because you're with real people and they told you as it was. But there's people, I mean, made awful fun of me. I mean, re- I mean, ripped me to shreds, especially you got maybe, I'd have worked on roofs a lot, and you'd be up on the roof, and maybe you had about 10 or 15 fellas up on the roof. And I can remember days where every one of them were winding me up for being a Christian, making fun of me. I mean, and you just stand there, and, and I mean, in my flesh, I wanted to say so much so many times. But you know, I just kept just laughing it off or, you know, having a joke and, and just a joke back. And then, do you know what? I remember loads of times you would, you, I remember there was one particular fellow and he had a daughter who wasn't well. And I remember he pulled me into a room in his own. And I, I didn't know what he was coming in because he had made fun of me for, for years. And then the next thing he brought me into a room and he just opened up to me and he just broke down. And he told me all about his daughter and what she was facing. And do you know what? I got to pray for that young girl. But you know what, that, that came down, that came, that came out of responding in a way that whenever he needed something, do you know where he ran? He ran to someone who had the answer. But if I would have kept giving as good as I got and called him everything and all the rest of it, and, you know, I responded the same, or give him what he deserved, how, you know, in the natural, that never would have happened. But you know what it does? When we show the love of God, it, it shows people that you really have the genuine goods because there's nobody else in this world that responds in God's kind of, lo- God's kind of love apart from people who live in God's kind of love. Amen? And then it says, us, no, be not overcome, or, or be not overcome off evil. Don't let it get the better of you. But overcome evil with good. It's a simple thing. Two wrongs don't make a right. I always say right is right wrong is wrong it doesn't matter how we feel right is right (laughs) wrong is wrong and you can't overcome evil with evil you can only overcome evil with good amen I'll I'll read this last scripture and we'll we'll close again here's Paul advancing the kingdom of God and it says in labour working with our hands being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we take it. Donald said to me, take it like a man. You ever hear? Take it like a man. She'd nip yours on. Take it like a man. Let me tell you, we need to take it sometimes like a Christian. And when things come against us, just take it. Just take it. That's what it's saying. Paul said we were, we were persecuted, but you know what we did? Suffered. We just took it. Being defamed, that means people slandered. Slandered them, said things that weren't true. We entreat. We are made as the filth of this world and, off the, uh, and are the offspring of the things unto this day. But you know, are, are the off scourging of all things unto this, this day. What it's basically saying here is our response is completely different. Amen? Praise God. Uh, I, that, that's, that's, that's not an easy message to sometimes digest 
But I tell you, when we do things like that, we're positioned. I want the glory that God has. Because the glory is good. Do you know what the glory is? Glory is God promoting your life. The glory is God doing in your life what nobody else can do in your life. It is the signature of God upon your life. But you position yourself for it. You don't buy it. You don't earn it. You just position yourself. And this is how you position yourself. is where you're saying, God, I could try and sort this out myself. Or, no, God, I'm going to let you sort it out. I'm going to get in your lane. And I'm going to do it your way. And I tell you, God knows how to get you to where he wants you to be. And I tell you, he's your best interest at heart. God never tells us stuff like this to hurt us. He tells us because he has a better plan for our life. I tell you, the best place to live is in peace. And you know when you can put your head down and go to sleep? That's a wonderful place to be. And it doesn't matter how angry somebody is towards you. You don't have to live with the same heart as they have. When a person explodes in your face, it is revealing the hurt and all of the junk that is going on in their life. Why would we want to live like that? I would rather live in peace any day. You know, my, my, my mind is not open for rent to allow people's trash to come in and move in and for them to come in and live in my head you can evict them be a victim in their thoughts and not taking hold of what they throw at you and say do you know what I value peace <laughs> many value peace there's nothing like going to bed at night with the peace of God in your heart but me you know when you hold on to stuff it's, it's, it's terrible it goes over and over in your mind And it it does you damage on the inside. But it is so good to say, God, I give you all of this. God, how many of you know you were never designed to carry that stuff? Because it does so much damage to us. That's why the Bible says, Jesus said, come on to me and learn of me. And this is learning of him. Amen. It's it's learning. It's like, you know... Some people are in a bad... Some people can go out to leave the kids to school in the morning. And by the time they come home, their whole day is ruined because somebody pulled out in front of them. Or somebody done something to them. Or somebody beat the horn or give them a signal. I would not allow anybody to ruin my day because of their bad attitude. I'll just say, you want to live like that? Fine. But you know what? I'm going to live in peace today. And I'm going to enjoy it. God, I give it to you, Lord. You work it all out, Lord. And I'm going to bless them. They're throwing fingers and all at you. <laughs> bless you. I used to blow kisses at them. That's what I used to do. Just blow kisses. And just go on my day. Amen. Praise God. Father, we just worship you tonight, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for, for your ways. Yeah. Your ways are higher than our ways, Lord. And we just have to trust you. Lord, do you, we have to get back to the place not saying we're not here, but we in our heart just saying to you, we want to be in that place to where your word is top priority in our life. And Lord, when you say it, we believe it. No matter how much it hurts us, we are willing to say, God, we're going to change to, to do what you say, because you know better. And Lord, we just humble ourselves before you tonight, Lord God. And Lord, if we've been trying to run our own lives, Lord, can we give the steering wheel back to you, Lord? We're not going to do it our way, Lord. We're going to do it your way. And we're going to go to your word and find out what way you said to do things, Lord. Lord, we just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name.